Hello, everyone, in uh, Facebook land and uh, in our podcast. We welcome you from wherever you are, from around the world, uh, internationally or in the United States or just in the Mount Airy, Winston-Salem area. We're glad to have you from wherever you are today. We're going to talk about uh, part two of Uncovering the Priority of Worship. And... um, We wanted to get this to you so that you could give it some consideration as to how you're going to um, function from wherever you are and in whatever service you are coming into the weekend. So let's look into uncovering the priority of worship. Part two, and uh, we want to again say that you can contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com ffcma.org or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging. Uh, Don't forget my book either, um, uh, I Surrender, available at Amazon or in your local bookstore. We appreciate you. And so let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the word of God is saying to us. And then may we apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. Jesus, speak to us and speak to us clearly through the Holy Spirit so that we may be able to know what to to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. We'll yield ourselves to it, sanctify ourselves to it, and uh, um, we will surrender ourselves to your voice. As we receive it, we'll release it and give it to your people. We'll be corrected. We'll be blessed because you have spoken. We honor you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. So to recap the first part of worship, I want to show you a scripture written by Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3. It will define the work that has been completed under the first three stages of worship. Watch this. Among whom also we had... Uh, We all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, (coughs) excuse me, children of wrath, even as others. Now here we identify where the changes that operate through salvation have come. They've come through the mind. We know that the mind must change And that the work that is accomplished in changing the mind brings forgiveness and healing at the cross. We know the flesh must die. And the work that's accomplished there is done at the tomb by the spirit. And the, the spirit, even though the flesh dies, the spirit man is preserved. We know that the old nature must be abandoned. So we deposit that nature in the region of the damned with Christ and are delivered and robed in righteousness. So we clearly can identify the first three phases of of means and ways to worship. And we can see them in Scripture concerning the actions of Jesus who went to the cross, to the tomb, and then into the resurrection. Now, I'm going to give you the short version and then the more detailed version of how the next phase of worship works. But before I do that, I want to tell you that what Jesus did on the earth's side. When you look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3, he accomplished all on the earth side that those who are operating in the wrath of the children of the prince of the power of the air hold as the things that they were 
in disobedience. So on the earth side, we, we had a mind problem, we had a thinking problem, we had a flesh problem, and we had a sin nature problem. So God, uh, and that's from Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3, so God made a way for us to come to Him at the cross, have our mind changed, follow Him to the tomb, and have our flesh die, and then follow Him to the resurrection, and there uh, we would deposit that old nature and be changed. Isn't that something? So on earth's side, God made everything that you needed. That's the beautiful part of it. Now, I'm going to do a teaching here in the in, in, probably sometime tomorrow. It'll be a two-day teaching on um, this subject of um, um, how to deal with the lost and change the plane from a trajectory of where we are not even operating on an equal floor and how to change the plane until we're operating with the lost through the Spirit. I'm going to show you that. You're going to be amazed at what we uncover there because the world is trying to share Christ from the cross. And those stuck in disobedience are operating not only in a mind that's wrong, but in the flesh that's being satisfied by the mind that's wrong. And from a sin nature that makes them the children of wrath. So as we only try to operate from the cross, we are operating in a totally upside down picture. However, as we go into what I'm about to share today, we'll see how God not only leveled the ground by our ability to follow Jesus Christ, but then He tipped the weight in our favor. I'll show you more about that in tomorrow's podcast. The short version of ways to worship and make worship a priority from the plan of salvation. They are these. They are simply safety, soundness, and wholeness. Remember, we're following Jesus and we're losing our life in order to gain the reward of the glory of the Father. And this is from Jesus saying in Matthew 16, Safety is the position from which one worships because of the application of the blood. The blood, when applied by the sanctifier, sanctifies the believer and makes him or her become a brother or a sister to Christ. And this happens whenever we realize our role with Him as high priests, and it makes us become priests. That's safety. We worship His dominion from the gift of His body and the powerful flow of blood that brings us uh, living water. Uh, now, <coughs> we then come into this plan um, where we operate in the exalted name now, I'll go into more about the tabernacle and the high priest, but that's the basics of it. The blood sanctifies us, makes us sanctified by Him, and makes us safe. Now, the exalted name that we pronounce, we worship Him, and there we become a citizen. We worship Him as the mediator of a new covenant, we worship Him as having dominion, power, and authority over both heaven, all, heaven, hell, and earth. Of 
course, then he returns to the position of the man in the Godhead bodily where we are made whole in him, so we worship him in his final destination at the right hand of majesty. Here, we worship him through the Spirit. We worship him in a heavenly language. We worship him from that heavenly language and communicate directly with God where we receive our guidance. Here it is that we find his voice. There's nothing that is done in the spiritual world of which Jesus Christ, the man in the Godhead, cannot produce and perform through you or get to you. Here we have located the divine side of truth. Okay, that is the simple form. It's safety and with him as the high priest. It's soundness with him as Lord. And it is wholeness as we minister to him and he ministers back to us. And his voice comes to us through the Holy Spirit. Now, notice this because what we are talking about here in the deeper version is the heavenly position of which we see Jesus. We must follow Jesus as far as Jesus goes and into every condition of which Jesus uh, goes into. Follow him into this position of high priest. And here, of course, as I mentioned, he will sanctify you and call you brother. Now, here's what you need to be worshiping in, in, as you learn this. I've now prepared myself to enter into the holy place with Jesus. As I enter in, I transfer the works of the sprinkling of the blood to each instrument in the tabernacle directly to me. I help him in my worship sprinkle the blood on the vessels of ministry. I see the lamp stand and I know that it is the complete plan of God from his purity and holiness that's going to lead me through the paths of spiritual life all the way back into righteousness. The plan of God to Jesus in Psalm 16 also becomes a promise to me. I assist Jesus as he goes to the table of showbread, and here this is very important. He eats of the body and drinks of the blood. As I do, I realize that I am eating of the dominion that is in the body of Christ Jesus. He is exalted and I receive his exalted body and dominion is returned to me by the acts of Jesus and the replications of the Holy Spirit. Now, I drink the blood. It is the most powerful force in the universe. The blood is meant to activate grace in my body so that the sin of which I was healed and forgiven, the flesh of which I died and the sin nature of which I deposited remain cleansed, purged, and refined. But now, in the spiritual, I am completely separated and sanctified so that I can become a servant to Christ the King. I follow Jesus now to the altar of incense. Here, uh, through the blood and the activation of their mixing with the coals represent applied grace and has created a smoke that's pleasing to God. And in that smoke, Jesus and I are released to enter into the throne room of God. So here I praise God for the path of life of which he promised Jesus. Just as you promised him that path and he called me to follow him,
I'm sanctified by him to enter with him into the throne room of which you rule. I praise you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your trustfulness, truthfulness. I rejoice in your being trustworthy to keep your promises. Now, someone is going to say right here, this seems quite deep. My friends, I want to share a little something with you here that the Holy Spirit lays on my heart. What we've been taught in worship is not worship at all. It's the singing of songs. We, we, we need to understand that there is a depth in worship that one must enter if he wants to go into the secret place of the Most High and have uh, from the secret place of the Most High all of the promises that we read in Psalms 91. If you're not willing to spend the time in worship, uh, you know, this, this free love and free grace thing that everybody's trying to tell you that makes you a spiritual, um, uh, shallow individual um, is not producing in you the things that God meant to have produced in you. So you're going to have to learn how to worship. And this whole worship theory, worship process rather, can be tailored to your walk. This one is tailored specifically to me because I've taught the tabernacle and I want to spend the time in worship. For instance, this morning, uh, I spent a couple of hours in worship from 3.30 to 5.30, just worshiping right through what I'm telling you. Someone said, well, I don't have that kind of time. Then you need to go to the short version. But as you develop the short version with every point, whether you're in healing and forgiveness, preservation, deliverance, or safety, or soundness, which we're coming to, or wholeness, you need to learn to develop that stage a little more. Now, you also need to learn to develop the stage from which you know that you must go. So if you're saved and you know you're saved, but you're having trouble with the flesh, then you need to begin to develop a little bit more and a little bit more in detail this concept of dying to the flesh. Because it's there that you're going to have to go and you're going to have to satisfy before you can move into the next stage. So from wherever you are right now, if you're struggling with the flesh, well then, you know where to develop. If you're struggling with the sin nature and the desire that is keeping you in bondage, then you need to go and you need to hit the cross and you need to hit the tomb and then you need to develop what's going on in the deposit of the sin nature so that you can gain a grasp as you worship to how this sin nature and the deposit of that sin nature is bringing you out robed in righteousness. And once your spirit connects with your natural man and it goes into balance as Paul declared it would in Romans 8, my friend, then you're going to find that you become the overcomer in that area. Now then, you move out of this earthly realm and you move into the heavenly, which is more of a spiritual realm, of which I've just started with regard to how you handle uh, life 
in the tabernacle with Jesus Christ attached to that blood, appropriating the, the, the process that is in the lampstand and appropriating the procedure that gave you dominion as you go into the tabernacle and you go to the table of showbread and you eat of the body and drink of the blood. And then once you go on over to the altar of incense where the blood and the coals are creating a smoke of which now Jesus Christ is seeing you through that blood and smoke uh, on uh, coming in with Jesus Christ. And here we know that if we, as we develop that, that's our access into the throne room of God. That is the place that we find grace and mercy to help in time of need, as Hebrews taught us in Ephesians, in Hebrews 4. So now we're talking about the next step. So as I enter the gate of the city with Jesus, I'm now in Christ. That blood, that, that body, that smoke has put me in Christ and I hear worship sounds of which I've never heard before. Those in that city are crying, holy, holy, holy. They're singing, worthy is the lamb that was slain and they're singing hallelujah to him that was dead and is now alive. The echoes of worship for his, work, his works are so beautiful to us and as we are seeing this unfold in our worship's mind eye, we are now coming and standing with him and he is directing us in to be seated in the beloved and seated in heavenly places in and with Christ Jesus. And God declares him now to be the victoriously anointed Christ whose name is to be exalted above every name. He, for the first time, names his name that is above every name and that is Jesus Christ is Lord. So now we're here. Let's develop this. I worship you now as Lord. You are Lord over everything in my body that has a name. Now watch this word, and I submit everything to you and as Lord. You are Lord over everything I possess, and I surrender to your Lordship. You are Lord over my soul and my mind, will, and emotions, and I submit that to you. You are Lord over my spirit, and my spirit submits to you. I'm totally lesser and you are totally greater and I submit to your greatness. In your lordship you operate the new covenant for my benefit and I receive the benefits of the new covenant in my life. Now, all of the promises that are in you are provided for me by you, by your will, and by your voice from your lordship. In your lordship, you have power over demons. You have power over my tongue. You have power over the things outside me that attack me and the things that may attempt to not function appropriately on the inside of me. And you have given me power here now to transfer this authority and power from your lordship to others. You transfer your dominion and lordship to me and I use your name to minister to others. In your lordship, I by faith receive the fact that you work with me daily to bring signs and wonders of your presence into my path. I receive the completed part of the plan of salvation that results in my being physically and spiritually healed. Lord, here's the prayer. I praise you for where worship has taken me. I thank you for the opportunity to submit myself to your lordship. From here, you can operate all the promises that are now in you. 
You can operate the heavens and bless me. You can open the heavens and bless me with the promises that you see that I need. May you always search me, O Lord, to see where I am weak and where I am strong and fill me with the exact promise I need at the exact moment I need that particular promise. I thank you. You you are Lord. Now Jesus, who is my high priest and who is now my exalted Lord, I come to you in worship, adoration, and reverence for you to complete today in me the last act of which you expose for my welfare and benefit as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Now, what we have done is we have come here and we've satisfied all of the earthly things. We've got our mind, our our flesh, and our sin nature taken care of. Now we have progressed into the spiritual things. It is in the spiritual world that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And in that spiritual world, we've been made priests. And now we have come under servitude to his lordship. We are no longer members. We are now citizens of a new country. And the king of that country is Jesus Christ. Now, from there, we're going into the last promise. And that promise is the promise of the Father. That promise which was provided to the church on the day of Pentecost. I've seen the promise of the Father that has taken us this far. But you promised that you yourself would not leave me comfortless. You said you yourself would come to me. You promised that if I loved you and kept your commandments, that the Father would love me and that you would love me and that you would manifest yourself to me. I'm worshiping now. As I worship today, I enter further into the throne room where you sit on the right hand of majesty on high and see you as Paul described you in Colossians 2, 9, and 10. For in you, God, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So, Father, I worship you today because you are full of the fullness of the Godhead and you are in a glorified body that was presented to you when you were resurrected from the dead. So today, my desire in worship is to be complete in you. I yield my tongue, and I reverence you as the man in the Godhead bodily. I believe that through faith I will minister to you in a language that you and I understand. I believe that through faith that from this day forward I will be ministered to you and to be led, guided, directed, and showed things to come, and even given what to speak by the Holy Ghost. I believe that through faith that a river of living water will flow through me with great force. I believe that through faith I will begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Through faith that a deep intimacy between you and I has been established, and I am whole spiritually, physically, and mentally. Today I walk in the Spirit with you as Jesus walked with you, Father. And I walk with you, Jesus, as you walked with your Father. So with my being made whole to experience the presence of power over every principality and power because he that is the head resides in my total being, I walk again with you and follow you in my location as one who is made to rule and reign in this life. 
So I now rule and reign because of the man in the Godhead, and I do so in my world today. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I am now prepared to enter or continue in my day. I'm ready to go on in this service to hear the preached word of God. I've worshipped you and I've followed Jesus and it has brought me to this moment. It has brought me to this Sunday. It has brought me to this service and I worship you. Now I surrender myself at the cross. I die to my flesh in the tomb. I deposited my sin nature and was resurrected righteous. I came and transferred that blood to me. I submitted myself to your Lordship. And now, Father, I come and I complete myself with Jesus Christ, the man in the Godhead bodily. So having done that, I am coming through in worship today to not only say I love you, but to say that I am complete. My worship is complete. Now I can move on with my day. Here normally I will spend a few minutes ministering between he and I in tongues. And I will be prepared now to meet my day because I have worshipped correctly. And I am now walking in the Spirit every step of the way, all day, every day, because I have come into His presence and I have invited His presence to walk with me. Now I want to say this in closing today. At whatever stage you are, if you are just understanding the earthly elements of the plan of salvation, learn how to go through those earthly elements and then develop the next stage, which would be the high priestly stage, your priestly position. Learn to develop that until that resonates in your spirit. And as Romans said, your spirit bears witness with his spirit. Once you've developed that, then move into the next stage. You may, not get, you, you, you may not be prepared to worship through all six phases of salvation because you're not living in that yet. But you must develop. What is that called? It's called growing in grace, my friends. So here you have the six phases that we must walk through. Now I want to close with this thought. I showed you three phases from Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3 that Paul said that those who live in wrath that are following the prince of the power of the air, they have down pat in their spirit, soul, and body. If you are going to worship, you are going to have to get the reverse of that down pat in your spirit, soul, and body. Once you get that part taken care of, then you can move into the spiritual realm where you can become the one who is worshiping as a priest 
Become the one who is worshiping as Lord, seeing him as Lord and you as the servant. And then go on in to him where he is the man in the Godhead who is distributing the promise of the Father to his people. Father, I pray that you will bless this word and that you will cause it to resonate in the heart of your people and that you will bring this worship priority to bear upon the hearts and lives of your people. Father, these six words, healing, preservation, deliverance, safety, soundness, and wholeness, become the, me- the mechanism, the pattern of worship from which we develop the depth of our relationship with you and from which we can worship wherever, whenever, in whatever condition, whatever situation we're in. That we can come into the sanctuary and work through these phases and bring ourselves in to the connection both in what you did naturally in the natural world and into the deeper connection of our spiritual world. And as we do, we will come to know you in the depths of truths of which you designed for your people to be. You designed us to be in dominion. You designed us to be in power and authority. And you designed us to be able to speak through us and to be able to speak into our world for yourself. Now, Father, we worship you. We give you glory and honor for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is, in fact, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Well, my friends, may God richly bless you. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's a podcast. The next two you don't want to miss because you're going to see some things and hear some things that are going to, to, uh, in some cases, identify the disconnect in our inability to be witnesses that change the world. So you don't want to miss it. I pray that God blesses you and I look forward to talking with you tomorrow, my Facebook family. To those of you on podcast, may God richly bless you as my prayer. Find him as Lord. There you're going to find him as the one, not only to whom you will bow, but whom will pour out the new covenant blessings to you. Find him as the man in the Godhead bodily, and from there he will speak through you and show you great and mighty things that are to come. God bless you.